episode 20 of Wogs Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Vince Lombardi, and joining me today, my friend Sam Pino, the man who likes to spend his free time squatting in carrot fields. Sammy, how are you going? I'm just going to no-sell your uh, intro and get straight into the podcast. It's an anal penetration joke. I'm no-selling it. Um, <laughs> it was a stupid fucking... What? Squatting in carrot fields? You like carrots up your ass? I prefer cucumbers, you know that. Zucchinis, man. We went over here. No, it was cucumbers, wasn't yeah, it? Cucumber. The other day when you were making us a gin and tonic. Yeah. He's just wanking off that zucchini like it was your best friend. How else are you supposed to wash it? There's other ways. No, right? there isn't. There's definitely <laughs> other ways. In your free time, you can do what you want, but when your mates are there, you're just fucking jerking this thing off furiously in the sink. I was washing it and clean. You guys wanted me to wash it and clean it, so I washed it. And I put it in your gin and tonic. Don't tell, me big... that it, don't tell me that it wasn't nice, okay? You, you... don't have to have such a big smile on your face <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Come on. You know that didn't happen. That's untrue. It is true. Uh, anyway, so um, big week in pro wrestling this week. Yeah, actually, there's quite a bit to talk Bringing about. Up, a lot of news to talk about. And I can't even remember half of it. You've got it written down in front of you, most yeah, of Yeah, most of the ones that I could remember. Yeah. But um, I guess it's my duty to say congratulations to Vince, who is the current champion. Oh yeah, what happened again? Uh you lost. <laughs> no, he he uh he picked me at payback by a good fifty points. In the fantasy league. Yes, and you are the, the current champion for this month. And and you're gonna lose it next no, month. No, 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 no. You skipped something. But I'm the champion, and I have a nice big gold belt now. Yes. Yes. Okay, so wrestling uh, news. <laughs> A lot of people got fired this week. Oh, uh, yeah. We're just coming off, it was not even 24 hours ago, mm-hmm. uh, coming off the news about the, you know, WWE's annual culling. Yeah, um, I knew it was coming. It was around that time of year. Um, no one that big of note, but just like one person that we are sad to see go. Yeah, let's but, go through the whole list. But first. we'll start last week. Uh, Rich Brennan got fired. Yeah, uh, I really... Mini Michael Cole. I really liked him. I thought he was really good. Especially his job. His NXT stuff was really good, and his SmackDown stuff wasn't great. But I like, it was, mm. I don't think it was his fault. It was just Mauro was... Nello came in, and yeah, they it's... got a good dynamic on NXT with Graves and Tom Phillips. There really yeah. wasn't much for him to do, and backstage stuff really wasn't his thing. No, I think they should have kept him at NXT. I don't know why they, like, they can rotate him in and out with um, Tom Phillips. Mm. I can't understand a world where Byron Saxon has a job on Raw, but. Um, uh, they can't find something for Brennan, you know? That's Otunga. Otunga's still... How is he still working there? Yeah. That, that he should have been fired at least <laughs> as soon as the Nexus broke up. Yeah, I mentioned to you last night, but he's probably found some fucking loophole Legal in his loophole. contract. Yeah. He's a lawyer. Mm, um, yes. <laughs> who, um... Let's go through the rest of that list. Uh, also, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but another guy got fired. After Rich Brennan. What a great thing to bring up <laughs> on the podcast. I don't know the details, but something else. Uh, I remember, I, I, I read it a while back, I can't remember his name at this point. It was one of the guys that did like the YouTube videos and like the pre-shows and all that. Okay. Um, but yeah, they brought in Kathy Kelly for NXT and, and to do all that corresponding and stuff like that. Oh, yep. She's pretty good. Mm-hmm. She's got a nice pair of personalities. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this week, the WWE announced the release of uh, two of their little people. El Torito and Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're now little people free. Yeah. They don't have to go to little people court anymore. <laughs> um, no big surprise there. Hornswoggle. Just read the fucking list. Read the I whole list. Talk, I want to talk about some of these people first before I go to <laughs> continue the whole thing. Um, 
Hornswog will violate his, his wellness policy, I think, once or twice. Okay. Because he's a bit of a weed smoker. Okay. Uh, and he really wasn't doing much. He was doing a few things backstage or maybe yeah. on the network, but th- there's no use for for Hornswoggle or even mm-hmm. El Torito anymore because yep. the, the, the mad dogs are gone. Yes. So I'm not too sad that they're gone, but then you got uh, Cameron, who's also been Shit. fired, yes. and she, rightly, rightly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was never coming back from that botched pin that she did. Man, when she said Alicia Fox versus Melina. Oh, I was half an hour? <laughs> she never coming back from that. Never, she, yeah, then, <laughs> she never came back from that. <laughs> no, and then the, in that match, I can't remember against who it was. It might have been Naomi or someone. She dropped that like her split leg thing on her. Oh, okay. And she was on her stomach and she was telling the referee to count. Really? So she wasn't on her back. She was on her stomach. And oh, she for did that. Sake. You know, her grabs her legs and then drops on splits on her. She's like, count, ref, count it. And the ref's like, what? <laughs> She's on her stomach. <laughs> and that was, there was never coming back from that either. <laughs> That's gone. Um, some bigger people, uh, Zeb Coulter is gone. He was one guy I was sad to see go. Like, I understand he's not on TV at the moment. Um, but, like, they couldn't figure something out for him backstage. Because he's a great wrestling mind. Mm. Like, he was very instrumental in the careers of, like, guys like Stone Cold, mm. you know. Um, it's one thing if it was mutual, he didn't necessarily want to keep going, but when it's a release of your contract, it's mm. more like getting fired. So, I was sad to see him go, because I, I thought what he was doing was entertaining, but, you know, he's not with Swagger, he's not with Del mm. Rio, what are you going to do with him? I understand why they let him go. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, another guy who, there was uh, a lot of talk about his backstage heat with John Cena, uh, Alex Riley. Yeah, you know, because he seemed he was in a good position for a little while there, you know, with the Miz, and yeah. it looked like he was getting a push, but then apparently the rumors were that he got uh, John Cena got into a bit of a spat with John Cena, and John Cena kind of, you know, pu- said don't fucking push this guy, he's an idiot or something like that. See, I don't believe that then stuff. I don't push. believe Cena's. This that wasn't the. Guy. He wasn't. That wasn't the exact. But it's like he, had, he had some heat with John Cena, and yeah. because of that, you know what I really reckon it was. He's boring. He's, he's okay in the ring, he's okay on the mic, he's got an okay look, but you need more than okay mm. to make it in the WWE. And like for all these names, we've got such a deep roster when you include all the guys from NXT at the moment, all guys that just come up from NXT. There's so many mm. great wrestling talents, indie guys and guys that they're bringing up themselves. There's no room for subpar guys like Alex Riley mm. anymore, unfortunately. It was funny, I was listening to uh, Solomon Monster Sounds Off and... He, Alex Riley, started tweeting about him. About? Uh, uh, um, Monster. Yeah. Jason Solomon. He, um, he started just, like, abusing him, saying, you know, have have me on your show, and I'll air out all this stuff, because apparently uh, he called it, Solomon Monster called him uh, talentless. He had no talent. Yeah. And oh, that's was talking hard. down that's to him. But he didn't. He, he said that uh, when he came back after his surgery, he came back looking like Triple H from the 2000 era mm. just with half the talent oh um, which Ooh. he never said he had no talent yeah, no, technically harsh. we just called Cameron but shit that... blatantly shit so we can't really <laughs> <laughs> you're shit <laughs> uh, so yeah Alex Riley got into a bit of a Twitter war with him and that probably could have contributed to the releasing <laughs> and then uh, I just can't wait to listen to the next podcast this weekend about what do you have to say, say on that situation? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, one of our favourites is gone too, Damien Sandow. Sad to see him go. They never really did anything good with him. They never gave him a chance, really. And, you know, he got over on his own with yeah. the crowd. And they never did anything with him. It was bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. This is something I'm, like, I'm in two minds about. Like, initially I was just disappointed because, like you said, he got himself over. Even I liked him with when he was just the... Um, the the hill, you know, when mm. he came out in the robe and uh, held the yeah, yeah. Uh, microphone like I remember the guys. I liked him from then. Even when mm. they went with him with the uh, money in the bank, I thought it was awesome, you know. Um, and I thought that money in the bank was a bit too soon. I thought that sort of stuffed him up a little bit because he should have had a slow burn. Mm. Um, and like you said, he got himself over with the whole Mizdale thing. Yeah. And everything he was doing before that, he was put into jobber status and he made the most of it and got himself yeah, a exactly. WWE tag team title run out of it. Um, and I think they just dropped the ball with him. But at the same time, like I said before, they've got no room for these guys anymore. So, like, for guys they're not pushing. But, you know, so I wasn't surprised when they announced him. At the same time, they they could be doing a lot with him. Yeah. With the, with the, like, I'm actually, yeah, really disappointed because in this day, uh, day and age where they're starting to, like, uh, embrace the funnier side of things yeah, anymore. Yeah. I thought he actually had a place on the card now, but, mm. you know, he hasn't been barely on TV since the Misdale thing, so I'm not surprised he's gone. Yeah, um, what did Jim Cornette have to say about this? Oh, yeah, let me get it up. One sec. Uh, he said something about, um, why are you guys surprised oh, about... Here we go, I read it out. Jim Cornette. Why is everybody shocked that WWE fired Damien Sandow? They need more room to hire hoes for Total Divas. Can't let let wrestlers get in the way. <laughs> that is brilliant. Just telling it like it is. Yeah, he, he doesn't care. He's good. He's he's funny, Jim Cornette. That's a little bit harsh right now because I don't think we're in a divas era uh, era anymore. Mm. They're getting rid of all the hoes. Not really. They got rid of Cameron. Yeah, they got rid of most yeah, of the hoes. She wasn't on Total Divas though. Um, but that, they added Renee Young that, to Total Divas. She doesn't fall into that category. I know, it's, it, but she's on the show now, and so is uh, Lana and, and yeah, Maurice no, but like and all them. All, I really think all the women on TV are pretty deserving because they either got a place because of their wrestling or because of their on-screen character. Mm. Um, like Maurice, for example, she's not a wrestler. Renee Young's not a wrestler, but they're great at what they do on the show. They've got a place on that show. Maurice was a wrestler. Yeah, but at, she's not wrestling at the mm. moment is what I'm trying to say. And most of the women in that division are great right now, you know. Lana, she's a manager, you know. I know she's starting out in the ring. I don't really think we're in... I know she's another show for Lana to, to use her fake accent on. Yeah. Well, I got her on Snapchat. Like, she got a Snapchat account. And she speaks talk normally. She speaks in Russian accent on her oh, Snapchat account. So she's not breaking kayfabe mm. at all. Unlike Rusev. It's funny, man. Like, you see Rusev on these Snapchats, and it's just fucking hilarious, man. Just to see Rusev out of character, just yeah. sitting around doing nothing. It's just brilliant. He's not much keen. He's not much keen anyone. He's like crushing things. Oh. But yeah, um, like your last on the list, it wasn't a firing, but they dissolved his contract earlier. Uh, Wade Barrett has finally decided he wants to leave the company. <coughs> yeah. What are your thoughts, my good friend? Did you read his tweet? I uh, did, but I can't remember it. Something along the lines of saying, you know, about nine years since mm. I've been with the company. I think that includes developmental. Um, and he goes, um, he pretty much says, I've come to this decision. I want to broaden my horizons. Um, yeah, like, I'm not really that bummed because they weren't really doing anything with him. And he said in his tweet, he's just going to not wrestle 
for a little while, and that's fair enough. Um, Tony's a smart guy, mm. he's got his degrees and stuff like that. But I also think eventually when he, because he did also say he's coming back to yeah. wrestle. I reckon he's going to, like, with the way that New Japan is at the moment, and Ring of Honor and all these other mm. promotions, um, I reckon he might try and do what Luke Gallows did. Leave, build his stock up again, and then get the WWE to bring him back because he's such a hot commodity, you know? Yeah. Get over on his own accord. Wrestling in the UK is pretty hot at the moment. It's getting bigger. Uh, you could go back to the UK and wrestle a couple of indie shows and all that. Could do. Or, but he's going like, to have the name value. To be fair, um, him and Alex Riley got written, got TNA written all over him. Oh, don't go to TNA. Sinking ship at the moment. I, the I, 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 right I agree, now. but this is something that TN, TNA... These are some guys that TNA probably need to kind of yeah, but help I don't, them. I don't see uh, Alex Riley doesn't have any, any namesake. Yeah. But um, like Wade Barrett to go to TNA, like instant champion right there. Yeah, but... I don't think that's what Barrett needs. If he wants to come, wants to do what I was saying, like, develop a namesake. Because he's going to listen to you, yeah. No. <laughs> develop a namesake to get over again, to go back to the WWE. He's not going to do that in TNA. Mm. You know? It's it's like being a big fish in a little pond, you know? Yeah. Go back to New Japan, <laughs> go over to New Japan, or do some something exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, it seems, it seems like he said in the tweet, for now... Was taking a break from the wrestling business. So yeah, fair enough. Well, fair do. enough. Like, yeah. If he wants to take some time off, take some time off. I'm sure WWE will welcome him back. Um, and he can be pulled back into the mid-car. That's, yeah, I think that's what he wants to avoid. But, you know, it's just inevitable. Then every, he was on a, a bit of a hot streak at, at some, some point, but just... He could never get to that next point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah... Uh, another person who's causing a bit of fucking stirring amongst the internet trolls and all that is Ryback. Um, what do you think about this whole Ryback fiasco that's going on at the moment? Yeah, I read his, uh, what was it, some statement that he put out. It wasn't a tweet, it was too long. I got that. it here. Was it a Facebook post? It was a uh, statement <coughs> via his Tumblr. Okay. Do you want to read it out? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, start off, we'll start off by just... Premising like on the payback pre pre show, he came out mocking CM Punk's entrance. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't watch the pre show. He, he did the um, I watched. I saw it on, on YouTube. He uh, yeah, got down on one knee, tapped his wrist to look Jesus. at the time, and did the whole CM Punk entrance. That could be a heel thing because yeah, he was trying to get heat from the Chicago crowd, obviously. Um, but also he had a white belt on. Mm-hmm. See what the, did you see what the white belt said? I, know, I didn't watch this match. Yeah, <laughs> Photos all over the internet. You have the internet, don't you, Vince? No, I don't have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> on, his, on the back of his white belt, it said, The pre-show stopper. Is that real? Yeah. I thought that was Photoshop. No, that was real. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah, that was real. Uh, well, mate, yeah, continue the story. I'll talk about it after you read right, that so Tumblr thing. After, obviously, on Raw, he was meant to be in the Battle Royal. Mm. So, when he wasn't on, battle, on the Battle Royal, people tried to wonder why. He got taken off TV and has been off TV for... Uh, for a week now, and I don't think he's going to be coming back because of contract disputes. Mm. Trying to figure out, I think he wants a private helicopter and some some God, some Godfather's hose or something. Read <laughs> 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 the fucking thing. Alright, so this is what he posted on his uh, on his Tumblr. Today I sit and fly home for the first time in years. Feel absolutely free. I will start by saying I did request to be taken off WWE television until myself and Vince could get a yes or no on a new deal. This has been going on since my IC title run and had been nothing but a major strain on my life 
So all I ever wanted to do was work for WWE. I was told to head home until we agree not to agree or not to agree to specific terms. And contrary to reports, it isn't over money or a bus. <laughs> that stuff was settled a while ago. It comes down to a major problem I have, not only with WWE, but wrestling in general. Not enough hoes. <laughs> that was the first paragraph. No, no, no. What, what did he actually say? Come over massive, not, no, not hmm? enough hoes. No, he didn't actually say not enough hoes. Yeah, what did he say? Wrestling is predetermined. Yes. At, we as performers know before we go out to the ring or perform a backstage scene who is winning and losing, etc. We have a general idea of what we are going to say. It blows my mind how in a sport which is predetermined from a company standpoint, winners are paid so much more than the losers. Oh, so it is money then. Yeah. Every single person who works with WWE from top to bottom is absolutely just as valuable as the next. The winners cannot win unless the losers go out there and agree to lose to them. It blows my mind that this day and age, though, we still adhere to this formula. Obviously, things have always been this way, but does that make them right? Times have changed, and our goal as humans should be... He's been reading too much of the fucking secret. Yeah. I yeah. swear to God, he I needs know. to get back down to earth. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Obviously, things have always been this way, but that doesn't make them right. Times have changed, and our goal as humans should be to evolve and learn from our past and the past of others so we can make this world a better place. Why is it a guy who is told he is going to go out and lose and does everything he's told be paid not only less, but much less than said winner over a period of time? Every single performer for WWE sacrifices the same amount of time from home and their families, and every single man or woman goes out and does what they are told. Looking at this formula, though, losers turn into what the fans like to call jobbers, and their value decreases in the company's eyes, and before you know it, they get released. For what? For doing exactly as they are told? Alright, before I continue... Yes. Um, looking at this formula, through losers turn into what fans call jobbers. Um... The fans were right behind Damien Sandow. Yeah. And he was a fucking... It turned into a jobber. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah, make but sense. But he's saying fans call them jobbers, but they don't like to call themselves jobbers. Is what mm, he's true. trying to say that. He's like, not saying the fans are like jobbers. He's okay. saying... Yeah. Uh, why not pay the talent equally? The winners have more merch as it is or supposed to anyway. So they get that extra perk. But why make the guy who is told to and agrees to lose, earn less, and sacrifice spots in a big pay-per-view match, ups, big pay-per-view match-ups, etc. This is one of the major problems with wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, man, just, when he said big major match-ups, you've been on the pre-trip for fucking two months! <laughs> what major match-ups? <laughs> you don't fucking deserve more money! <laughs> this is one of the major problems with wrestling in WWE today. Most guys take crate Great satisfaction in helping making up talent. Obviously, you don't. The bitching and the moaning we always hear about stems from the fact they know they are ultimately, over time, going to make less and live in fear of being released. Fucking two more paragraphs. <laughs> I'm proud to say I've never gone to a change of finish and have gladly took pride in helping it put over other talent. Hey, look at my pay per view record of 12 and 26, and you will see that has been the pattern of my career. So, uh, he's. Yeah, he's one one twelve lost twenty six of pay per views. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, he has been putting over talent. No one really wants to see him win. That's one way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> I've always been confident in my ability and work ethic to being the best every day, and ultimately always felt that by doing good, it was the right thing to do. The secret. 
Personally, seeing my money go over, go down over the years, though, even though I was working as much as ever, and being denied magazine covers and other projects, as well as watching my role diminish, no matter what I did or how hard I tried, takes its toll on a human. Being told no matter how hard I work or how good I get doesn't always pay off is something I re fucking refuse. <laughs> he actually wrote fucking uh, refuse to ever believe in my life. I am a cre creative being and... <laughs> this feels like an episode of the WWE Universe is stupid sometimes. <laughs> I am a creative being. Oh my god. Continue. I am a creative being and to be, restri and to be restricted time and time again is no way to live life. There is nothing I cannot do, and I know no matter what comes of this situation, I'm going to be just fine. It isn't solely about money, it is about commitment. Commitment to a guy who fucking cares, who loves this more than anything in the world, and wants to know that his passion, his efforts, and his determination and to constantly improve is going to be recognised and taken care of. WWE may very well release me, which is which if it is the case, so be it. If we can work things out, a lot needs to change as I am not living in fear and creatively cannot continue to live a life that limits me creatively. I have many other interests and passions, the secret, and have been very smart with my finances over the years. I thank every WWE superstar from top to bottom for their sacrifices and for working with me. The world is an amazing place and there is, and there is more than just WWE Universe there. There is the universe, and I'll prove one way or another over time I am the greatest big guy in the universe. <laughs> you, I've got a lot to say. Okay. Do go you want to? Do you want to say something first? Because I'm going to take sure, up another uh, yes. Um, the secret. Right back as fair enough. Look, he's been doing what's been told of him, but so has every other fucking person on that roster. My point exactly. What makes him so special? Yeah. You're you're the big guy, yeah. but you're not the guy. Yeah. Roman Reigns is the no, guy. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, just shut the fuck up. Do what you're told and wrestle. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying that as like wrestle for me, monkey. Wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Look, you, you're in a pretty good position. Yeah. You're wrestling for the United States title. Fair right. enough. It's on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. People still watch the pre-show, do they? No, I normally <laughs> do. I just didn't have time that. But do people that. watch the pre-show? People do. Okay, because yeah. I know a lot of people don't watch the pre-show. Um, so yeah, like, right back, just be right back, and I'm sure you'll get your opportunity soon enough, or you just, you know, stop being boring. Uh, I want to address something before I get into my opinions on sort of what you were saying. Mm. He was saying, <clears throat> losers, it, wrestling's predetermined, mm -hmm. and why do losers get paid less than the winners? Now, obviously I'm not in WWE, never got paid by them. Mm. But from the way I understand it from other people talking about it is losers don't get paid less. It's like if John Cena loses on a pay-per-view, he's still getting paid a good amount of money. You know, it's not because he lost. It's because it's John Cena though. My point exactly. It's you're not getting paid less because you lost. You're getting paid less because no one cares about your match. You're drawing you're not less. a hot commodity. Exactly. If you draw less money, you're going to get less money. You know, you're going to mm. get paid less. It's not about if you win or lose. It's about your position on the card. Mm. Now, it, he might be saying Kalista got paid more for that he's individual match. He's the champion and he's drawing money. He's getting the Mexican audience. He's selling Kalisto ma masks to little kids. What's Ryback selling? He's like, in this day and age... Colourful singlets. <laughs> not even that. <laughs> like, 
I understand where he's coming from, and I've heard him on podcasts, and I actually like the guy, you know, um, at least behind the scenes. Like, he bores me on TV. Like, really, every time he's on TV, I fast forward him. Mm. But I understand the guy is working hard, and he's worked hard for all these years, and he's had obstacles, and he's worked so hard. Mm. And of course, he's going to, after years and years and years of trying to remain positive, I'm reading the secret. <laughs> to remain positive and, like, achieve his goals, it seems like he's getting to it. Yeah. That it seems like no matter what he does, he's not actually moving forward. Maybe he's starting he's to realise. he's trying realize. to find a different route. Yeah. But, like, let's be honest here. The problem isn't because he's not working hard enough. The problem isn't because he's not big enough. The problem is he's, he's fucking boring. It, he doesn't wrestle is... that great and he doesn't have a character. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it all comes down to. And he talks about... People that work hard should still be getting paid well. He said he's saved his money and he's doing all right. Like, people will give their left testicle to be in his position, to be a WWE superstar. People give superstar. their left testicle to sit in the front row of WrestleMania. That's what I'm trying to say. He is in the WWE, his former Intercontinental Champion, wrestling for the US title at the moment, was in WWE title feuds with guys like John Cena CM and Punk. CM Punk in the past. Like... Yes, I was a Paul guy at one point. But like, if you want job security, if you want, um, you know, d- like a routine type thing, it sounds like what he's trying to say. Like, people shouldn't have to live their life like in fear of getting yeah, released. released and stuff. Well, that's the price you pay for following your dreams and and doing something mm. as monumental as what he's doing. If you want like job security. Do it. Get a nine to five job. That's why people don't follow their dreams and do what he's doing because they got job security and they, mm. they don't want to have to always be judged by their art and you know um be judged on how good they are. Because yeah. if you're in any forms of art, whether it's acting, whether it's uh, being a musician, whether it's a um athlete, whether it's like this, you're gonna get judged. That's part of it. That's pretty much when you're. Doing well, it's because people are judging you well, you know? Like, I understand he's frustrated, but he's wrong here. Yeah. Like, he's just, for me, he's coming across... Greedy. A bit ignorant, and like a bit of a... Sport. bit of a small brat, mm. you know? Um, there was something else he said towards the end. I think he's starting to realise the secret's bullshit. The secret isn't actually that bad. Like, I read a few pages of it, just to see what all the hype's about. And we it's to, not no, the book. We are, we are not doing this podcast no, no, anymore. No, no, but it's not the. I don't read the thing, and I don't necessarily agree with it. But what it's trying to say is, if you're, a, it's not about this bloody magical stuff. Is if you believe, uh, something's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's not about magic. It's about if you have a positive out outlook on life. Yeah, no, but like a lot of people, it, it is worded stupidly, but you're supposed to read through the lines. Um, you are. It, it's about if you've got a positive attitude, you're gonna you're gonna be doing everything you can to get that. You know, if you, yeah, if you have a positive attitude, positive things will happen. Not because of like magic. Visualize but, it, and it shall come. But not in that ridiculous magician <laughs> sort of way. It's because if you've got a vision, then you're going to do everything in your power to set goals to make that a reality. Mm. That's what it's trying to say. Like, i got no problem with the secret, but like, at the end of the day, you got to be like, why isn't this happening for me? It's because I'm a big guy that's clunky in the ring, don't have a character, I can't say anything good or funny mm. in my promos, I, I do what I'm told, and just that, like you were saying, mm. I do what I'm told. Why did a 
the greats become the greats because they broke the mold and ignored what they're told. Not, not by you know, if you do what you're told, you're gonna get released. Uh, I think just Ryback is just he's so vanilla. Exactly. That, that was my point. He he's just your your typical WWE resident muscled up roid guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not the, the this this new era that they keep talking about. Mm. It's not about that anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Vince is shedding a tear for the fact that no one likes big muscly men anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would rather see actually good good wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's, I don't think there's a lot of room for... There, there's always a place for a guy like that. Mm. Just, he's got to be a bit better than Ryback. You know what I, I mean? I hate to say it. The reason why he got to main event status for a little while was purely because he was a big guy. Mm. That's because of his look. His yeah. wrestling wasn't, especially back then, wasn't as good as what it is now, you know? And it's not amazing right now. Like, the fact that it was big got him the mm. success. I reckon he probably overachieved this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, like, the dust has settled. The, you know, the the whole, um, the hype around him has worn off. And now he is where he probably deserves to be, yeah. I have to say it, you know? So, and then he, it's a hard fact for him to deal with, mm. you know? You know, he, apparently, I didn't watch the match, but apparently the match against Kalisto on the pre-show was actually a decent match. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good. I don't doubt that. Um, it's not that he can't put on a good match, but, you know, old Rochmother Kalisto lose to Rusev, then him lose to Ryback, and mm. have Rusev with the US title yeah. again, then but have Ryback win it for the Why do you time. want to see Rusev with the title? Because he's though. interesting. Exactly. And he much kills Lana. <laughs> but there's something about <laughs> his presentation, yeah. whether it's his wrestling or his... In like his on-screen persona or the manager that he's with or just where his storylines go that you he's, wanna, he's you funny though right you want to watch like that whole thing with Dolph Ziggler like with the do, uh, dog Ziggler and all that stuff was actually really, really good yes he, he's funny man yeah. he's, he's actually he's got character he's got charisma yeah. and you can sort of relate to him because they sort and of he's Bulgarian <laughs> but when he's when he's a heel you take the piss out of yeah. uh, Rusev whereas Ryback He's a good guy, I'm supposed to relate to this big muscle guy. You can't feed me more when yeah, you're a bad exactly. guy, you can't Goldberg. <sighs> uh, I don't know. Like, I think there is a place for Ryback in the company. But like, he's got to understand that and not expect yeah. to be world champion by the sounds of it. Look, or man, to be paid for be- losing to the US champion on the pre-show. In, in an era when there was Batista and like Cena, mm. like in two, 2007 to 2009, 2006 yeah. to 2009, you know, he might have been a champion. You know what? I still don't think he would have won it. Because no, Batista had personality and he was pretty good in the ring at the end of the day. Mm. Ryback, less so. Yeah, but see, Ryback would have been a good guy to put someone like the, like to put up against the Undertaker. Put up against... No! No, but like back in that era when, no. when things weren't that great. No! Batista was still ten times better than Ryback. I know that. I'm not saying that Batista is, is shitter than Ryback. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying like Ryback in that era could have could have sort of worked. I disagree. Okay, you disagree, but <laughs> I, I think that, like, in that era now, this era now, Robert doesn't fit in, but I in that era now, he, he would have fit in perfectly. He would have a bigger chance to succeed exactly. back in the, when Vince pushed big guys, yes. you know. But, like, yeah, like you said, in this day and age, it's, it's really hard. When you got Sami Zayn and Kevin Olds tearing that up. And you got Triple H, you know, in your, in Vince's ear, saying that this, these are the guys that we, that we yeah. need to have on the card. And when you got crowds chanting, we want wrestling, mm. you know. And you got NXT doing some great things, and they got you got mm. them coming up. And you got a guy like Apollo Crews, who's a similar build than Ryback. Yes, exactly. A little bit, little bit smaller than Ryback, but similar build, and he's he can jacked. do so much more. Yeah, 
And he's so much more excited. He needs to work on his like his personality and his character and his charisma. But there is so much room for him to improve and so much potential there for him to be a champion. I can see him being a champion within the next five years. Oh, he's, I see him in the champion in the next two or three years, Apollo Crews. I don't think next two or three years, just because I think they've got a lot of building A lot of other do. guys. They've got a lot of work a to do. A lot of other guys in the queue ahead of him. But, like, there's something about Apollo. Like, his wrestling is amazing, and that sort of makes up for everything else. Mm. You can, like, you can hold, like, you can look past the, mm. you know, su- subpar promos, or lack of character, depth of character, because his wrestling is so good. Mm. Ryback sort of is like a 6 out of 10 in every category yeah. type thing, you know? Except for his size and, and looks, I suppose, you know? Yeah, anyway, yeah. I think enough about Ryback. We're over half an hour in and we haven't even gone to... I think I've got to mention Santino and Ryback fight as well. Yeah. No more delicious Subway sandwiches for him. Man, I do want to spend a couple minutes on Santino. Um, I understand this probably shouldn't have been a shock. Um... Because he hasn't been wrestling for a while now. He, I was he under, has retired. I was under the impression that he left the company when he retired. No, I knew and he was they brought him back. I knew he was still on the contract and they just do things, you know, whenever he feels like doing something. Because he's got his own, like, own, own um, wrestling uh, gym. Yeah. It's a gym. Yeah, he, but he, he did that. He talks his Canadian accent. He did that ages ago, yeah. man. Like, while he was no, still cool. wrestling full-time, you know. Um, no, like... I know he's been out of the company for a while, but it's just the fact that it makes it official mm. just makes me want to reflect on his career. There was a time between 07 and 2010 where Raw was fucking terrible. Mm. Really, really bad. Yeah. And the one reason I tuned in every week is to see what funny shit Santino was going to come up with. Whether it was when he was first starting, when it was the Milan Miracle, mm. before he started the funny gimmick. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then he slowly morphed into that. To coming out talking about... Um, taking a piss out of Stone Cold's <laughs> movie <laughs> and sings. <laughs> Condemned! <laughs> um, <laughs> Santino. Santino, yeah, yeah. He won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, Miss WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah Miss WrestleMania. And I think he also won the women's title or Divas title as Santino. I think he did. Yeah, I it wouldn't fact check me. that. Um, the, the tea party with Sheamus. <laughs> His Kozlov. He was letting me Kozlov was great. Um, he made that you because he beat you for double double E champion. Chip. Uh, man, he achieved a lot. Intercontinental mm. champion, United States champion, tag team champion. He achieved everything he could except for Almost like, won uh, the Elimination what? Chamber against Daniel Bryan. I know. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Almost won the Royal Rumble as well. <laughs> He had a, like a like a stellar career for like talk about for a comedy over, gimmick. Talk you know? about overachieving. Yeah. This guy, he was undersized, especially in that era. Mm. Like he was he decent mugger on his he, first day, thanks exactly. to Bobby Lashley. He was okay in the ring, but he had such a personality that you just can't mm. help but love the guy. The stuff Everyone with Beth Phoenix. Yeah, and like my name is Batista. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot the lasers out of my hands like I'm a seven years old. <laughs> Triple Archie, John Cena, Carne, Hello Carne. Just the way he pronounced his names, and that like over the top Italian accent was just brilliant. Yeah, it was so good. John Chenna. <laughs> I like he's in the back, um, playing with the Trish Stratus doll, and mm-hmm. his doll is a Trish Stratus. I want to kiss him. Oh, hello, Triple H, John Chenna. How are you? Because <laughs> they walk in and like, yeah. oh man, he was yeah just. Shining light on an era that wasn't so yeah so bright, you know. Yeah, no, it was great, really great. Um, 
Speaking of uh, comedy, did you watch Camp WWE? Watched about 10 minutes of it and then had to go to work. What did you think of the 10 minutes? <sighs> Alright, so I like the fact that they're taking off all the PG limitations, mm. and but at the same time, it just seemed like this show was about, oh, it's good because it's not PG. Mm. Story and the jokes were pretty bad. At the same time, I was laughing at Ric Flair, like, fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair was the funniest fucking part of that show, just wooing every fucking second word, and then but having even sex bears and rocks. done and over the top, though. They even but it was funny, man. Much, I actually yeah. really enjoyed the show, dude. I actually thought... You know, I'm gonna definitely watch you some more. The the my funniest, funniest part for me was when uh, John Cena's carrying Vince McMahon because he hurt his legs. I don't think he got. The, they didn't get up to yeah. that, no. He, he carrying him, and then John Cena puts Vince McMahon down, and he's standing and walking. And John Cena, little baby John Cena's like, well, "Your legs are alright. You can walk now." He's like, "Yeah, the whole leg thing was a work." <laughs> Vince was good. Yeah, in that Vince as was well, amazing, yeah. and just. I think yeah. Stone Cold said motherfucker at one point as well. Stone Cold on his podcast said that the guy that voices him is fucking atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's probably looking at it at, from the point of the view kids. that this guy's trying to like imitate his voice, but it's the kid version of Stone Cold. Yeah, it's like, like the kid version of Undertaker was like Stone Cold and his parents had died and stuff like it. that. And, uh, it was just, yeah, it was funny. Um, teenage Stephanie and Teenage Triple H was funny. But, mm. Yeah, Ric Flair and, um, and Vince... The, the best gone. part yeah, of that, yeah. those shows, so... It was funny. Um, yeah, I have to watch the whole thing. I can't really comment on too much. I was just saying, for what I saw, I, I don't know, some of the jokes were a bit silly. Yeah, and we're definitely very silly, you know. It's uh, Seth Green comedy. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, by Seth Green. Yeah. Is it? Mm. I'd, see, I'd expect more from him. Robot chicken and all that stuff. Yeah, but look, I think it'll get better. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that all the, like, seen as a kid take the piss out of adult scene, mm. you know? Alright, well, um, 37 minutes in and we haven't even talked about Payback, and mm. that was the big pay-per-view over the past weekend. Yep. Um, a lot of things to talk about with, with Payback, um, so I think we should just jump straight into it. Uh, the dark matches, obviously, we, we didn't really watch, we didn't watch the pre-show, which was the Ryback match, and uh, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin were put on the, on the pre-show. Yeah, like, I can't really talk about these because I haven't watched them. From what I heard, like, like you were saying, the Kalista and Ryback match, I want to go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, because it seemed like a good match. These two are pretty... I, I actually like the WrestleMania match for what it was. People shat all over it. It wasn't great, man. It's because it, the crowd wasn't into it. The, what they actually did in the The crowd was wasn't quite... into the arena. <laughs> exactly. They were no, having trouble uh, it, processing people. What they did wasn't... Um, no one cared about it. Mm. And the crowd wasn't into it, so it's hard to get into the match. But what they actually did, they put on a decent stuff. If they were in front of a 10,000-person raw crowd, you know? Mm. I think it would that would have gone over well. So I'm keen to see what they did here. Uh, I guess I can't really talk about it, but because uh, I didn't watch it. But, um, yeah, it seems all good. Uh, what, Results make sense. What the, What does? Kalista winning? Yeah, Kalista winning. Um, Darren Corbin doesn't make sense. Ziggler winning by a roll-up. That's fine. They want to keep that going because if Corbin had won, then then what? I'm sure you're happy with that with those guys. Keep to keep going. Yeah, that's fine. This is exactly. The random feud that you get to yeah extra points on, but I think I think Baron Corbin should have won. If I'm taking the, the fantasy league out of things, I think Baron Corbin need to win in his first pay per view, um, and he could have done something afterwards to even keep the feud going, give Ziggler a reason to come back and and pick a fight with him even more. The way I looked at it is. He was killing Dolph Ziggler every week. They had to give Dolph Ziggler 
something to look like the baby face that people want to cheer for. Mm. I think that's why they did it to keep him going because you can't keep killing him. Like if, like he, Corbin still needs some sort of challenge, you know. Even though he's the heel that beats everyone up, you know. For yeah. this to go a second month, I think. Do you reckon have some sort of stipulation it? match at Extreme Rules? Yeah, probably. Probably. Any thoughts? I want to compare. I would just say Extreme Rules match, but like they're going that. We'll get into this later, mm. but they're doing that for the main event, so. I know they'll probably say no holds barred match, which is exactly the same thing. Yeah, no, 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 no DQ, no um, holds barred. Yeah, it could be a force count anywhere, but I don't. Hang s- on, I know, I know holds barred match shouldn't be a DQ match. It shouldn't be. It, it should, should be just, just no holds barred. It means yeah, you exactly. can choke them and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's all it actually yeah. should be. Yeah, I know. Oh well. Um, <laughs> for, um, do you want to talk about the Enzo Amore, Cal- Enzo and Cass and War Villains tag team match? First, or do you want to leave that till the end? No, let's let's go into it. Alright. Um, well, I actually want to talk about um, since this is the start of the actual pay per view. Mm. That opening um, package, video package, set the tone for the entire pay per view. You remember it? They were pretty much just saying that this is a whole new era in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chains thing, yep. and it set the tone, and I was so excited. Perfect. And I thought Enzo and Cass versus Board Villains was a perfect way to open up for it mm-hmm. um, because. These are guys last month weren't even in the main roster. Yeah, this is and the, we're showing, the epitome of a new era. Yeah, not in. only have they just come in, but they're going straight to the top because look how good these guys mm. are. And it was so much like, they kept it all storyline based, but behind the scenes and storyline sort of infused into each other. Mm-hmm. And that was in every match, like Andres Zane, Mrs. Arrow, um, Charlotte Natty, you know, even the main event. Everything, all the main... Like behind the scenes breaking kayfabe story stuff, you know. Each match, the real, the real storyline of what people care about was intertwined with the kayfabe mm. storyline, which is what I really like. Each match had a person from NXT. Yeah, you know, you got, I think that's gonna happen from now. Roman um, Reigns was yeah. in NXT. Yeah, uh, you got you know Charlotte, yeah. Ambrose, Cesaro, Owens, and Zayn, and and so and Cass and more villains. They're all mm. in NXT. Baron Corbin and Kalisto. Yeah, every single match. Yeah. So it's it's just going to show that NXT is doing what it's meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the match only yeah, lasted about four minutes. Yeah, uh, because of an unfortunate uh, concussion, which we thought was a lot worse when we oh, saw man. it. What were your thoughts when you first saw what happened? When I first saw it, my heart was in my mouth. Um, I thought that he had um, like. Uh, run into his uh, run into the ropes with his neck and then like bashed his head um, on on the ground which wasn't really the case um, and it, I, when I saw his eyes just wide open and he wasn't moving mm. first instant I thought he died like obviously I saw him start moving mm. later on at first I thought it was a like, holy shit he's either died or he's um, snapped his neck or something and I was really feeling bad yeah. maybe I overreacted <clears> but like I'd heard that there was news of him in the headlines, so I was just overthinking it. Yeah. Because he was a bit delayed. Um, I was overthinking I'm like, oh my God, why else would something from Payback make Australian headlines? Yeah. And it's not a wrestling country, you know? I was like, holy shit, I hope he didn't die or get paralysed. But um, That's what I thought. I thought the worst. Yeah. Well, the worst being death, but I thought the second worst being... Yeah. You know, he, it's just as bad. He broke his neck. That's yeah. what I thought. And just the look on, on Big Cass's face oh, man. was was heartbreaking as well. And you just thought the worst. Thank God it was only a concussion. Um, mm. 
that's probably the best thing that could come out of that. It oh, looked yeah, a lot worse. Scenario, yeah. it, kind of, it looked like he was undecided whether to jump through the middle rope or to do a baseball slide, and kind of did both. Uh, did you hear Stone Cold's um, no, I didn't, podcast? No, I didn't. He was saying, and this is the way I looked at it, I know you disagree on this, um, I don't, I don't that disagree Simon yet, Gotch was sort of at fault. fault. He, goes, he goes, I don't want to blame anyone, but Gotch shouldn't have thrown him that hard and fast against the ropes when he was that close. Mm. Um, so he put the entire... Blame is a bad word. Yeah. But it was, you know, he put it on Gotch. Simon Gotch um, Botch? Botch Gotch? See, I don't Gotchy, like the word botchy. Botch. I just hate Botch because it's just a mistake. It's, it's a harsh-sounding harsh it, word as well. I don't like it. I botch. Mean, it, it, I don't like it. If it's, if it's Cameron, fine. Because they're not very good. <laughs> but these are skilled people. You know, they just Poor make Cameron. they just make mistakes. It's a I don't mind it if you're using it with someone that just doesn't know what they're doing in that ring. But Gotch is really good, mm. you know. And um, I know it's easy to say uh, Enzo is green and partially his fault. Who who knows? It might be. But like I think it just comes down to it's an unfortunate accident. These guys have wrestled many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were just both trying to just go as hard and fast as they could because they're trying to put on a great show. Yeah. That both their first uh, official pay-per-views in the WWE and they were just trying to impress and like they were excited by that crowd was yeah. going nuts for both of them, you know? Definitely. So, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, look, it was. Um, it was thrown, the match was thrown out. It was uh, ruled at no contest. Uh, but the board villains technically get the title shot at Extreme Rule. Yeah, Hedy, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later, but like, I thought that was going to be the case anyway. Mm. I thought they were going to win. Um, but then again, who knows? They could have just been going with the board villains just purely because they don't know how long it's uh, yeah. going to be out. I'd give him like two, three weeks. I, I'd give him more, man. Like, they got Cass, like, as long as he needs. I just, don't want, I just don't want they got Cass, Cass to keep coming out and then Vince sees... So mm. much in him that they, they split them up before they even get going. And they will roll with Cass, and Roll has this... Cass has this amazing singles career, like... Like, what the fuck happened to the Lucha Dragons? Mm. Kalisto's a US champion, and they haven't even won the tag team championships yet. Yeah. They, so I prefer them as a tag team. Yeah, me too. I don't prefer them on their own, because then it means Sin Cara's got nothing to do. Kalisto and Sin Cara complement each other really yeah, well. Yeah, I know, and it brings them both... Gives them both a reason to It just makes no show. one care about Sin Cara anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I've always had a soft spot for that guy. Yeah. Even though it's not the original guy. Yeah, but he's taken that character. That character, and, yeah. you know. Hunico. Yeah. He's yeah. done well with what he's been done with he's been given. Yeah, I like Lucha Dragons. And I think it's more of like a... There's nothing for the Lucha Dragons to do right now. They're in that title picture. And now they've got a new tag team. So that at least we'll get Kalista doing something. I think Kalista really impressed Vince in that TLC match. And he's been going with him ever since. But um, back to Enzo Big Cass. Mm. I would have been worried a couple of years ago but um, about them trying to split them up and go with Cass. How over that guy is, uh, especially Enzo, I, I, don't, I think they're going to keep them together. Yeah. And I think they know how, how valuable they are, and especially to this tag team scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not going to give the match a rating because it didn't happen. Yeah, it's, so. it's, yeah, it's too hard to rate it. It's unfair to rate it because it didn't so finish. Technically, yeah. the... the the pay-per-view kicked off with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Technically. Before going into Raiden um, I thought they did an amazing job 
of helping that crowd sort of come back from because everyone hmm. was like at a weird sick feeling. And the commentators the did, did pretty they good. They did too. well. Yeah, even Taz complimented them hmm. over Twitter saying, What well on boys and he always gives them shit. Yeah. But like that was really hard there to like Zane go with it on the fly. Hmm. Um and Owens and Zane did a great job of uplifting this crowd. You know, hmm. first couple of minutes I sort of was out of it. Yeah. But then after a couple of minutes seeing these two amazing guys, after that awesome video package again that they yeah. showed, these guys won. Kevin from... Owens was the best he's ever been in the, this match and in the commentary the next match. This entire segment. This, he was this MVP whole, this of this pay-per-view. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, yeah, like I said, started off a bit slow, as did the other two matches, mid-card matches. It's just um, called building up a, a stronger yeah. match space, though. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they put on an amazing match. I rated it a four and a quarter star um, yeah. match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then when Kevin Owens wins the match, he throws Sami Zayn out of the ring, goes on to commentary and just starts giving shit to to Byron Saxon and Michael Cole. Yeah. They cut to him at one point, he's wearing JBL's hat. I fucking lost it. Yeah, <laughs> that was the funniest so shit. It was so good. Um, and then, yeah, I just thought everything that Kevin Owens did on this pay-per-view was just gold. Yeah, um, we'll get into that second match in a minute. But that Owen Zayn match, I thought it was done really well. Um, they both sort they looked like they were equal, just equal pegging. Yeah. And um, apparently, two blue thunder bombs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Michael Cole. Um, Give him a Michinoku driver, and then he yeah. caught a blue thunder bomb. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, this blue thunder bomb is slightly different to the last one." <laughs> Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> trying to but reach into my screen and choke the guy. It's still a great match. Um, and, man, it never fails to impress me. Sami Zayn diving through that turnbuckle mm. is insane. And now he's doing it on the corner that's got even less room where you've got the announcer desk there. Normally, at NXT, mm, you yeah, do it. On the ramp yeah. side. Yeah, yeah the R way. But, um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. And um, I think the reason why he does that is for the cameras because mm. the camera's on the other side in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And for the commentators. <laughs> <laughs> it gives an excuse for Owens to, like, I don't know, call Michael Cole a dickhead or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. I gave it four stars. Would have loved to give it more. Um, I would have loved to see him go another ten minutes, but I think this is chapter one. Yeah, I think I think so, too. I think they'll have some sort of extreme rules match. Uh, some uh, Maybe a TLC match between these two would be amazing. But uh, extreme rules, I see them... Um, going to the Fatal 4-Way with Miz. Oh, that's right, yes, I forgot. We forgot Fatal 4-Way, obviously, is coming up. Um, is there going to be a stipulation? Fatal 4-Way or just a standard Fatal 4-Way? I think everything has to have a stipulation. Is the Fatal 4-Way a stipulation? Yes, but Extreme Rules means everything should be Extreme Rules. Technically, Fatal 4-Ways and Triple Threats are no DQ, no count-out, so maybe... They're not stipulation matches. Mm-hmm. They're not stipulation matches. Are you talking about for Fantasy League? Oh, yes. Yeah, Fantasy sort of. League is, is stipulation. Not, not a triple threat or, or a fatal four-way. They're not true. They're not... They're, not, uh, they're just a standard match. Didn't yeah. fall submission. There's no but stipulation. There's, there's, no, there's no um, DQ. No count-outs. But it's no stipulation. It's not a stipulation. We never did it for the... Um, we never we'll talk done. about that later. But it's talking for the purpose of the actual match mm. for Extreme Rules. What do you... How do you see it going? It could just be a fatal four-way. I think it would just be a fatal four-way. Yeah. Um, I said it's in a, like, um, championship scramble fatal four-way or something like that. Um, yeah, I hope that does No, I, I can see... Or elimination four-way. It could be elimination. That, no, that would fuck over too many feuds. 
think Fatal Four, you can get away with a hill winning because he's beaten a guy that mm. didn't. You know what I mean? Like, you get away with uh, um, Miz retaining if they want to do that, which I hope they don't, by, like, having him pin Owens, and that way Cesaro and Zayn never lost, mm. you know? Whereas um, if you do elimination, then everyone that doesn't be- become champion gets pinned. Yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll figure something out. We got something to talk about later on. But um, Mrs. Zara match. I really love this match, and it wasn't just because Kevin Owens was at ringside, and they melded both feuds together. I love everything Cesaro does, and Miz is great in the ring, and I'm glad he's finally got his character mm. uh, up to par with his in ring work. It makes what he does in the ring matter now, and he's I think he's he is probably the most true heel in the company. His most heels, like guys like Owens and Jericho, as as good as they are, they're amazing heels and better heels than Miz. Mm. They still get cheered because they're so good at what they do. Whereas Miz, people hate who he is as yeah. a person. So, like, he just can't do any wrong as a yeah, heel exactly, because yeah. he actually is always going to get that response as a heel. And when he just adds all the heel tricks that you mm. add to it, that that just makes it even better. Yeah. So, but he needs a good opponent, and Cesaro is that good opponent right now. Um, great moves, move sequences that they did. Cesaro's move set is just amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, everything, everything Cesaro does, does yeah. is is incredible. I really did enjoy the match. I didn't rate it as high as you did because um, I thought there could have been a lot more. Uh, Kevin Owens on. Um, Commentary was great, and Sami Zayn coming out and attacking him, and then kind of interfering into the match, and then Cesaro taking both of them out, not not picking favourites, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. No honour among thieves with yep. you know, heels and faces. You, know, you ruin my you ruin my match. I'm gonna take you both out, basically. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. So that was good. Uh, I rated it a three and a half star. Um, I thought it was a, a solid match. Yeah, I gave it a three point seven five. Uh, maybe I just rated a little bit more than probably than you did, obviously. But uh, because I just love Cesaro so much, I'm uh, glad to see him back. And the fact that they put the Owens and Zayn feud into this feud just really impressed me. And yep. like I was saying, Owens on commentary was taking a piss out of Cesaro. Just, t- you know, putting a flaw in everything that um, Cesaro did. Like, oh, he's just lifted him. This is not impressive. Mm. Like, it's not doing any damage. <laughs> like, it just makes me laugh, you know. I like it but it was, keeps Cesaro still looking short. He was putting over Sami Zayn and saying, Sami Zayn is better than Cesaro. And yeah. I beat Sami Zayn. Yeah. Therefore, I'm better than Cesaro. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Putting, putting his opponent better than, make him look better. Sami Zayn's better than both these guys. Mm. And I just beat him. I should be champion. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. He's sort of right. <laughs> he's right. Um, but yeah, three and a half stars for me. Yeah. No, good match. Like, I think it could have gone longer. Mm. But I think both these views are just saving it for the next pay-per-view. Yeah. And even after that, they might put all these guys in the money in the bank the month after. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of these... This goes for most of these matches. They're, they were good matches, but I think they were just all chapter one. Yeah. You know? uh, leads us to Ambrose versus Y2J. Very good. I actually really enjoyed it. It started off slow. Yeah. Uh, built up very nicely. I gave it a three and a quarter star. Yeah. Um, I liked everything that Dean did and everything that Y2J did. Dean needs to settle down a little bit uh-huh. on the fucking sprinting through the ropes and all that stuff. Yeah. Still, we're still talking about the, that now. Yeah, yeah. We've been mentioning that for a couple of times, but, but I think uh, this feud is going to be really good. 
yeah. uh, going forward now, especially after what happened on Raw. Mitch. Yeah, with Mitch the plan. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to this. I really, I did like the match, man. Like I said, it, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Mrs. Zara, and, and Dean Ambrose and Y2J all had that same kind of formula. They all started quite yeah. slowly, and they had a nice build-up and ended very, very, very good. So I just think how, that's how good WWE pay-per-view match should be, mm. you know, tells that story. Um, I like this match too. I gave it three and a half stars. Stone Cold and Wade Keller absolutely love this mm. match, so I, I think I need to go back and watch yep. this because I was sort of like on my phone a little bit. wasn't paying full attention. We were talking with the boys about it. One thing I want to bring up was your dad watches with us, right? <laughs> and you're Unfortunately. Not, no, I want to bring it up because um, your dad is a casual res- wrestling fan. Not he a wrestling fan. No, but he watch. He understands wrestling. He, he, he likes it. certain things about it. The reason why I want to bring him up is at the end of it, he's like, I want my money back. And the reason why he said that was um, Ambrose. My dad wasn't watching that as a fan, man. He was watching that just to make fun and pick at it. Picking at, picking stupid shit out that he could fucking say, oh, he didn't hit him. Oh, just being a fucking... But he doesn't do that to other matches. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I know this too, and he's a guy that doesn't watch it regularly and can't look overlook you know the stuff that's goofy. Mm. Ambrose needs to actually hit people. Yeah. Or at least look like he hits people when he punches. He's got to stop with his goofy shit going in between the ropes. He's a cartoon character, and I want to like Ambrose. Right now, I don't care about him at all. Really? I really don't give a fuck about him. I don't want him to be world champion. Push Owens. He's really pissing me off. He's. I don't believe his sto- His character. I don't like what he does in the ring. He's just boring me, and I just. He needs to so like up because he's got stock and I want to like mm. him. But like for too long I've just been like, oh, he's got the tools, but now he's, he's annoyed me. No, he really has. No, I like Ambrose, but you're right to some some extent. Mm. He does need to, to sharpen up a bit. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's something there with him um, something that there. everyone sees in him as well. So I think he... Look, there's something there and he can be champion. There's and he can be bought into a there. champion. Like, like, he just needs to clean up his like the edges a little yeah. bit in his character. I agree. There's definitely something there, and I'm probably being too harsh on him, but I just think he's right. So that you don't fucking care about him. That's like he's in the same category as Ryback. No, not that bad. I'm saying... When these guys that I want to do well, Sami Zayn, Owens, all these guys, like, I want them to get the push. If Ambrose stays in the mid-guard for a while, I'm fine with that, because he, I don't... I don't care about him in the sense of I don't feel a connection to him. I, I don't understand his story and what he wants. So I don't necessarily see him as an underdog. I just think he's a guy that is riding these indie co- coattails and guys that love him so much from CZW because he's putting himself through hell. What he's done on TV lately, like, it just... It's not CZW It, it bores me. Like, it's indie like, fans in general. It's indie fans in general. How many, how many of those fans him. are in an arena at, uh, on Raw? Not many. So, he's doing something to connect to the other people. Yeah, no, but I think it's also, it's cool to like, it's cool to like Ambrose, and it's uncool to say anything He's an edgy badass character that people want. Is he really that edgy? He's not that edgy. For this modern era that people, it's the closest thing they're going to get to like a, I hate to say it, but like a, Stone Cold character. But he's watered down, like, really badly. Yeah, well, that's... And I don't believe... PG, him. mate, PG. I, I, he's not crazy. I, I think he's... I see through his acting, and I just... Seems like he's playing... Trying to pretend to be this crazy guy, and I just 
don't connect to him like I connect to the other guys. Not is what enough. I'm trying to say. And I'm just fed up because, like you said, there is something there. And they've spent so much time on him. And I think he can be so good. But it seems like he's not doing anything to work on these flaws he's had. It's just annoying. Maybe, obviously, it's just a personal opinion. I think yeah, well, it's other, other people would think that other people would like that kind of stuff. Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that love it when he goes to, you know, pretends to fall through the middle rope and comes back with a clothesline or... Or jumps onto the apron and spins around, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's goofy, man. Uh, and he comes back with the clothesline and all this, like, uh, that punch-chop, punch-chop mm-hmm. shit that he does where he doesn't connect any of them. Yeah. Look, people will love that shit. That, that whole, like, eccentric character type thing where he's he's unhinged, he's loose, he's, you know, all that shit. And the person who did that well was Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman did that character very well, that yeah, loose, unhinged yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. But you um, believed it. Yeah. Because you committed to it. But with fucking Ambrose, I understand there is some work needs to be done. Mm. But there is a lot more potential there than there is work that needs to be done. Of course, of course. And there's a lot more that he that he is polished with now that can push him to to higher levels than you know than working on what he's got. So at the moment, the way he is, he can make it to the top. But I think for us, in our in our point of view, in our opinion, mm. there are a few things for him to work on for us to to like it to. To like the fact that he's going to be up there. That, that's what I was trying to say. But I just, I'm just fed up. It just doesn't seem like he's... He's been like this for a year, probably longer, and it d- doesn't seem like he's making any inroads. And I, I'm frustrated, and I'm so frustrated because I like this guy so much, and I just want him to be at the championship level. Mm. But right now, I don't think he's at that level. Um, I bring this up partially because my mate Jason loves wrestling, pretty much agrees with us on everything. But he doesn't watch week to week. Mm. Um, he doesn't read the internet. He doesn't know what's cool on the mm. indies and stuff like that. So he's just judging things based uh, solely on uh, what he sees on a pay per view, and he watches you know most weeks on Raw, yeah. you know. Um, and he doesn't like Ambrose at all, and I can understand why. And he says because he's playing crazy. I don't believe that he's crazy. His move sets limited. It's not this cool thing that we're supposed to like from the indies, like, he does, he's not in the same bracket as all the other indie guys that we love, and he, he doesn't hit people when he punches, he does things that don't make sense, to, he, he knows cells, he does a lot of stuff that, I know I'm going in circles here, but I, I can't get over that, if, if you're going to take this guy seriously, he's a guy that's going to go in there against Lesnar and Ambrose, he's going to have a bit of psychology mm. in his matches, you know, I think he would put on a great match with Triple H, and I think that's yeah. because Triple H reined him in. Yeah. You know, and he... he a bit he, more serious. Yeah. He, um, he ran that match. But just unorthodox mannerisms and all that. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're trying to say. It's one thing to be unorthodox, but it just seems like he's being unorthodox for the sake of it, just to be different. Look, there's a lot of things I don't like when, he, when I watch him wrestle. Mm. Like, I mentioned the, 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 the apron and the ring ropes. Another thing is when he... Um, He's got a guy in the corner, and then he runs to the other corner and yeah. jumps on the second turnbuckle and pushes himself back off. Yeah. Uh, that's just stupid. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, but I do see... I, I do like Ambrose, though. I do like mm. I like him. I kind of I like him on the, on the microphone. I like his, his character. But just his wrestling mannerisms and the way he handles himself in the ring needs to be worked on. Yeah, it just... I don't know. It just, it just put me off, this pay-per-view. Because, um, like Fair you enough. say, he, he actually has it. He has a lot. And it's just frustrating when you put him up, up against... We came off two great matches. Owens and Zayn, Mr. Cesaro. 
and I thought the psychology was great, and you got Y2J in there, and just putting him side by side to all that stuff, it just seemed a bit too hokey for me. And I know he's better than that, which is what pissed me off. Fair but enough. I think we spent enough time on that match. We'll go into the women's what'd you match. What did you rate it? Uh, 3.5. But I do want to watch it again. Because okay, I, I know Jericho did great. 3.75, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, going to the women's match. Um, uh, what can I say, man? It felt like Bret Hart didn't want to be there. Mm. Actually, it, it 100% looked like Bret Hart didn't want to be there. Yeah. I didn't believe that, you know, he was interested in all in being there. He just recovered from cancer. Yeah. You know, to bring him out and to to do the finish that they did. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, really? That's You're going to do that, really? Mm, yeah. Uh, it just, it was, the finish was stupid. The match was was average. Um, it could have been a lot better. Not their best match that they've had. And I just feel bad for Bret Hart. They just couldn't help themselves, could they, Vince? No. They, I, just, they just couldn't help themselves but do that. Well, Vince, he just couldn't help it. Yeah, before we get into the finish, which is what you were talking about, when they first announced Bret Hart, mm. I was like, really? Why? Like, oh, it makes sense, neutralise Ric Flair, but, like, he's just overcome cancer. Mm. Should he really be doing anything? And I'm like, oh, well, they wouldn't announce him if he wasn't fit and able to do it and willing to do it. But then he comes out there, and the guy just, he didn't look well. well like, for me, he's lethargic and he was limping out which is fair enough the guy's gone through a lot mm. you know but I don't think he should have been on, on a TV screen no. I really think um, and he barely did anything rightfully so but at the same time why have him out there if he doesn't do much then they did I thought the match was okay they definitely they brought, him out there better. To, they brought him out there to do the finish so people would realise why they did the finish yeah I think they booked him before they booked that finish. Yeah. And then when they had him, they're like, oh, Brett's hard there. Let's do a screw job. Yeah. Um, so the match itself was okay. It wasn't anything on their past couple matches, especially their roadblock match. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I do want to see another match out of these two guys, uh, two girls. Um, they did this. As soon as she put... As soon as Charlotte put Natty in the sharpshooter, and Charles Robertson called the bell. And everyone was like, what, what? And I'm like, screw job, screw screw job. <laughs> like, little Rachel, little Rachel, little Rachel. And they just did the next night, which is quite hilarious. We were like, this is brilliant. Little uh, Rachel. No, no, no. The whole, the whole thing with Jim, the, the referee, and why it was that referee. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what we, we, that we was, thought was hilarious. That was great. But the finish we overall was crap. But if this is the first time they'd ever done it, I would have been like, oh my god, they've recreated it. They've gone back there. Hmm. You know how many times this finish has been recreated? Yep. At least five times. Uh, John Cena and Laurinaitis. John Cena and Sam Punk They've done it in TNA. I yeah. think they did it in WCW. They've done it on WWE television many times now. Hmm. Um, and, and feuds that have involved Shawn Michaels and stuff yeah. like that. I don't like it. Let's let this, can we please forget about it, please? No, no. I'm not saying sweep out under the carpet, but let's not keep going to this well. Yes, mm. he, their hearts, that happened to them. Natty screwed Natty, by the way. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I gave this sweep 1, 2, 5. I really wanted, here, I wanted to give it less, but like these two, they do. They did a lot of good stuff in that ring, and I'm really excited for the next match. Yeah, same. I gave it 3.25. Um, I want to quickly talk about Charles Robinson. Um, they usually do these things with referees when a referee is ready to leave or retire oh, or, no. or quit. Um, or turn heel. No, because once you become an on-screen character, there's no really coming back uh, for you if you're a referee. You'll always can... be known as that 
dirty referee. They can that's why Scott, under the carpet, though. But that's that, that, where Scott Armstrong. Mm. He screwed over CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. And he was known as the authority's dirty referee. Yeah, I think they tripped. And he's been just... off TV and now he's no longer refereeing. So I think that's the same with Charles Robinson. He's probably ready to rein it in, ready, ready to, to mm. move on to other things. So they're using him in this angle. Because um, I think after this angle, he can't really go back to refereeing. Like, people are just going to be like, he fucking screwed over Natty. If it was a bigger deal, obviously. He could. But... I think he could. Like, I know, I, I think there's definitely validity in what you're saying. Um, if he does want to hang it up, who knows? That's perfectly well, good. angle, you know. Yeah. At the same time, with Scott Armstrong, they needed just some crooked referee. It didn't matter who it was. They needed someone, and they obviously picked Scott Armstrong because he was ready to go out. Mm. With this, is different. He's not just some referee. He is the referee that has a um, feud history with. Um, you got Mark Yoder, who's been there for years as well. That's what I'm trying to say. But he's got a history with. He's with a senior Flair. referee. Yeah. But he's not just a senior referee. He's blonde. He looks like Ric Flair. He's got the Back past in the day. with WCW. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why they did it. I don't. It could be what you're saying, but it could easily, just as easily, not be that. Mm. It could just be, oh, he looks like him. How are they going to have Flair um, screw over Hart? Oh, mm. referee. Uh, how what a, how coincidental do you think this is? Uh, about a couple of weeks after he does the podcast with Jericho. Mm. You know, and talks about that whole thing with WCW and Little Nage. Yeah. Uh, that I this think happens. That's Has it had I, anything to do with it? I think that's definitely what it is. It's put it back into people's minds. At least, I'm sure those writers listen to things yeah. like podcasts. They're fans like we are. Yeah. I think you just put it back into everyone's minds, and that's why I don't think it's what you're saying. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Maybe and I'll... I hope it's not, because I really like Charles Robinson. Oh, he, he... <laughs> I will never forget... Um... <laughs> the running... Uh, WrestleMania... 24? 24? Was yeah. it when Edge and Taker had that match? I can't remember what it was, but it was the long <laughs> ramp, the really long, the longest ramp they've ever had. Um, and people just, like, montaged it to Chariots of Fire, yeah, slowed yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did, like, um... He's running from the entire length, and it's taken him, like, 30 seconds, and he's sprinting as fast mm. as humanly possible. Um, to, and he slides in and makes the, the, the count. two count, you know? And then um, they've also done videos where, like, in Monty Python, how, like, he's running, he gets closer, and then they cut back to him, and he's running further <laughs> away, and it takes him, like, four minutes to get to the ring. <laughs> it's so good. So, he's got some memorable moments. Good old, there's um, a, before we get off there's another one in the WCW invasion angle when the WCW referees mm-hmm. came in, which is how he came in, wearing the white polo shirts. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> He's going to get out of the way and make the pin. He does a cartwheel and it makes the pin. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I think I have, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, need to get going. We need to get into this main, main event. event. Uh, what are your thoughts on this main event before we break it down and rate it? Um, AJ won two out of three falls. <laughs> <laughs> AJ won uh, the first fall, which was um, DQ. I did not expect um, the phenomenal forearm through the table. That was a good spot. Yeah, that was great. I enjoyed this match. I actually, I actually really enjoyed this match for what it was. Uh, yeah. AJ brought the best out in Roman, I think. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of found it a little bit annoying that uh, AJ's got to hit Roman with everything that he's got, and then Roman just wins with a little fucking hug. Yeah, I know. Um, before I want to get into the specifics, I like you were saying, I really like this match. And everything beforehand... Uh, going into it, I was just like, this is not going to be a good match. Mm. Like, yes, part of you knew it was going to be at least decent because AJ's in it. 
But like anything with Roman, I'm just rolling my eyes at now, you know? Because you know it's going to end. And we, we predicted it was going to end. Mm. But for a match that was so predictable and had to go one way, I think they did everything in their power to make this exciting. Yep. To make us think that the impossible could have happened. Um, I, I, I think they had a good match before any of the DQ and uh, uh, can and stuff happened. happened. Um, I like, like you were saying, the phenomenal forearm, they kept that table out of uh, camera view and that was amazing. Holy shit, I was just expecting Reigns to like catch him, honestly. Um, but from there on, I was like, holy shit, we've got something mm. cool here. They did the DQ, I'm like, no, they're not going to finish it like this. And I'm glad they did the whole Shane comes out first, Stephanie comes out second, made it a big deal, excuse for the Bullet Club and the Usos to come down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they did a lot of back and forth stuff. AJ's 450 splash, like deep down I knew there's no way he's winning. But like I got up when when he pinned... When he no, I thought he won that, yeah. I thought he could have won that. Um, so Good near four, yeah. We'll and that's, in the rope. that's like when you know that a finish has to go one way... But the match makes you think that it could go the other mm. one in a moment. I think that's the sign of a good match. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's why I really... This was... I did say this was the best match in the card. Like, really, in ring, Owen Zane was better. But in terms of storyline and it mattering big mm. picture, this... I think this had a bigger fight feel. I gave it a four star. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so I, for me, I still think KO Sami Zayn was a bit better. Yeah. Slightly better. But uh, Roman and AJ was uh, a fantastic match. Just a couple of things... Uh, WWE are editing uh, photos now. In, <laughs> in that match, someone had a sign that said, when it rains, it balls. Mm. On the website photo, they photoshopped out, it balls. So it just said, when it rains. <laughs> you think they do, they photoshop out when it as well, so it just makes sense, like, rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just pathetic from them. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I think I'm over the... The argument of turning Roman heel now. I yeah. think there's no turning back. You know, I think what they're doing is they're going as tweener. And they're trying to do the Cena treatment in terms of... He's controversial. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But he is who he is. And he'll always be Roman Reigns and fight the good fight and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, that's... And I don't like that at all. I don't like it either. But they're trying... They're, at least they're addressing it. And they're not pretending like, oh, everyone likes me. You know? I don't like this idea of a superstar not having the capabilities of turning heel. You can't turn John Cena heel now. He's been mm. faced fucking his whole career, basically. Mm. And I don't... Roman is so early on in his career, I don't want him to go to get to the point where he's been a, a face for so long that they're going to lose money if they turn him heel. What it is, is he's a cash cow, apparently. In Vince's mind, he's like... I don't mind doing whatever you want to do in the mid-card, but we need this big, traditional-looking babyface champion. Mm. And um, that's Reigns. So I think he doesn't mind go pushing the smaller guys to be the underdog champion one day and to have guys like Owens be a good heel champion eventually to go against Reigns. But, like, he wants his pretty boy champion. And if you, like, I can understand from his perspective, even though I don't agree with it, from his perspective, if he's not the face of the company, who is? If he turns Reigns heel... Who's the main babyface that you push? Who is it? Is it Ambrose? They, have, they, have, is, they, they is, haven't made anyone else. That's their, their own fault. Yeah, I know, but is who else is there to make that looks like Reigns? 
I'm not saying they need someone that looks like Reigns. I think someone that, like Sami Zayn can be a number... Well, you don't need one guy. Look at the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. You never really had one guy, you know? You just had... People took turns, yeah. you know? You could say Stone Cold was the one guy, but so was uh, the, the Rock. Rock. So was Triple H. What about Kurt Angle when he was there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People took turns and being the top guy. Undertaker. Like, you had plenty of guys. And I don't think you need that one guy. Um, you, like, I think... Also, eventually, Reigns is that one guy when he goes heel. Well, even, and then turning face even again. Even a few years ago, John Cena, you still had Randy Orton to fall back on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You had Taker, you had Edge. Yeah, but Cena was always that mm. the main guy. Like, even in the Attitude Era, it took turns, but you still had Stone Cold. Yeah. But we had Edge, you had Cena, you had Orton, you, got, you still had Taker. You know, they, they were... In the main event, they were your big guys. Who who other guys? Who other guys like that from, from their caliber are on the main roster now? That yeah. you can say are at the same level as those guys back then. Mm, no yeah. one. Well, but I think in the making, in a couple of years, there can be a lot of them: Owens, Zayn, Wyatt, Ambrose. Like if pushed direct, uh, properly Something and happened. given the true. No, but you. I haven't, can't I, haven't do I haven't got high hopes though. Yeah, me really. either. Me either because of the way they like Vince's philosophy for main event guy. But it, it's not that it can't be done. When you look at all those guys, the names that you mentioned, before they became the guys that in the main event, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, mm. you look at that guy, you look at Stunning Steve Austin, you look at Rocky Maivia, you look at maybe... Um, Sexton Hardcastle. <laughs> yeah, you look at Undertaker when he was in AW, yeah. was AWA, before he was the Undertaker. Look at these guys, they're, like, they're just jabronis. Who I'll are they? Yankum. They, 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 <laughs> are on, they are on the level of a Macho Man yeah. or a Hogan. But, like, with the right, like, direction and booking, they c- amazing things can happen. Yeah. And I think this era, we've got so much talent right now. It's just a matter of booking them right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. The talent. But mm. I just I just think that every superstar needs to have that... The capability of being yeah. a face. Yeah, versatility, yeah. Yeah. I think you just go with it. We've said it I am. I, I'm, I'm just going to stop arguing at this yeah. point and say turn him heel I'm just going to be like okay they're not going to do it let's just cheer AJ and, mm. and get over it yeah but overall man I really enjoyed this pay-per-view uh, so did I would you say it's better than Mania wrestling uh, wise wrestling wise not in, show wise in ring wise like, even then it's hard to say I gave this like 4.25 stars so I enjoyed it more I wouldn't say it was better than Mania though because even in ring I really love the ladder match of Mania I love the Jericho match. I really love the women's match. Um, the Hell in a Cell was entertaining. Um, what else was there on the card? Main event? No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> there was something else. Um, Battle uh, Royal. The New Day and stuff. Like, that was an amazing in-ring Battle match. Royal. But like, Mania, yeah, it's more of a show. There were great moments. Mania leaves a bad taste in your mm-hmm. mouth because of the some of the finishes and especially the main event. But... Um, I'm not going to say it's better than Mania. I gave it but a But I was more excited about coming out of Payback than I was mm. coming out of Mania. And the whole, we're going with this new era, and the whole Shane and Stephanie thing being given control and stuff like that. Yeah, we got to I'm really excited. That. Yeah. that segment. Um, what do you think of that segment? I thought it was a good segment. Um, yeah, I, pretty much we all called it, I think. They're like, how are you going to do it? You can't give it to Shane, or you can't give it to Stephanie. Um, I'm really, 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 really glad that they didn't do the brand split. Mm-hmm. Give Broder, Steph, and SmackDown to Shane, like some people were saying. 
because they don't have enough. They don't have a deep enough roster no. to do uh, um, two shows. Um, uh, but yeah, I liked it. Vince addressed everything, all the elephants in the room. Like uh, after the first week, you did an okay job. Actually, it was more than okay. People loved it. So I gave it to you the second week, mm-hmm. and then the third week, and like you can argue that you've actually done a pretty good job. Yeah. But I'm still in control. At the end of the day, you lost at the Undertaker. So everything that people were like complaining about this whole month, he put the rest. And like I was saying the last few podcasts, I'm like, listen, this is all leading up to something at the end of the 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 pay per view month, you know. So um, I yeah, I thought it did what it needed to do, and he said figuratively. Figuratively, figuratively, I want blood. <laughs> because I want you to slit each other's throats. If he just disembowel each other. If he had just said, I want blood, with no figuratively, mm. <laughs> there would have been so many memes. Wants blood, doesn't allow blood. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I like how he's pitted them against each other, and probably well, in the hope eventually of them, um, in his mind, to like come together and stuff like that. She's the ultimate heel, and he's the ultimate baby face. Yeah. In terms of Shane. Um, she's looking good on Raw, man. Yeah, she looks good every time she yeah. comes out. But um, I really liked it. What about yourself? I, I think it, it'll work for the first couple of weeks, but after a while, I think it's going to get uh, a bit ridiculous. How's a... I don't know. I just think it's going to get ridiculous. Is this a negative Nancy? Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just think um, eventually... Triple H has got to come back into this somehow. Um, and I, I do see a match between Shane and Triple H uh, eventually. That's got to be the end game to all of this. I don't think so. I disagree. You don't want to see that match? It's not that I don't want to see that match. I just don't think it has to be the end game. Well, I just don't the, think it has to happen. It doesn't have to be the end game, but there's got to be something there because... It could be Vince is them represent... Vince is the CEO. Oh, sorry, not Vince. Uh, Triple H is the CEO. CEO. Yeah. yeah, no, I can... I can definitely understand the temptation of doing that, yeah. and they might do that. But I'm just saying, I don't think, I, I think this can still be good and worthwhile if that match doesn't happen. I still think Shane pushing all these younger guys um, is really what this is all about. It's not about a match. And I, I also know. think I they know, can do, they can do a match, they can do a match with Shane, uh, Shane in someone's corner. Like, and I then, want to see and Shane and Triple H at SummerSlam. I just, yeah, I we want could, to see it. we could, but I just, I don't think it would be as good as everyone thinks it would be. I don't care if it's not good. I just want to see the build up and see the the feud. I just want to see that happen. Don't I just want to see part time is taking time off. Wrestlers like taking. Yeah, there's always going to be one spot for for old timers to come in. So why not just have them do it? Yeah. And then you have know, Brock Lesnar back for a SummerSlam. That's run. what I'm trying to say. That's two matches now part timers taking spotlight away from the main big, guys. SummerSlam's a four hour show now. No, it was a four hour show last year. It'll, it'll probably be four hours again this year, man. So there's a lot more room to have for matches and stuff, and I'm sure they'll figure something out, man. But I think you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to happen at SummerSlam. It could happen. Yeah, I know you say. It probably will happen, but that's what annoys me. I just think we talk about the lack of depth of big stars, even though they've got a big roster. Um, I just think if they back themselves in a corner and say, we don't have these part-time guys to go to, mm. and they force themselves to build, then they'll force themselves to build up main event talent and not have... Because eventually, these part-timers from the Attitude Era, yeah. they're going to run yeah, out. Of course. So, like, I just think they should stop using that as a fail-safe all the time. They did it last year. With oh, they will eventually. They'll have to stop, stop it eventually. Yeah, I think they should do it while they still have a choice. 
You know what I'm trying to mm. say? Where it can still be good and use these guys to put over new talent rather than just. I'm sure they will on their way out, yeah. but at this point in time, if, if Triple H can still go, if Brock can still go, if Shane can still go, then why yeah. not? Why not do it? Mm. People won't complain. Anyway, unless you've got a podcast and you can complain all you want. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But we'll talk, talk about it raw for a little bit. I yeah. I still got plenty of time, dude. I don't start at six thirty. Oh, okay. I thought you started at six. Yeah, six thirty. Um, you want to talk about Raw a little bit? Um, yeah. We went what over Shane and Stephanie running Raw. Um, we talked a bit before, but like, Ford Villain's been number one contenders at Shrewd mm. Um, What do you think about this? It was inevitable, wasn't it? Um, after Enzo... Sorry, excuse me. Fucking yeah. yawn. After Enzo obviously got injured, I think it was inevitable it was going to happen. I don't know if they're going to win. Um, I don't see them as champions, man. I don't see them beating the New Day. The New Day are too hot. I think the New Day are going to lose it to, like, maybe the Bullet Club or or someone a bit, yeah. bit more heelish than them. But then again, the Ford villains kind of need the championships to be credible. Yeah, like... In the you eyes would, of the fans. You would think that Ford villains lose, at least the first time they meet. Um, I think, really, this is just a... Like, New Day have done everything. So I think it's this new fodder to the New Day. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised they give to the yeah. villains because how else do you build them up quickly as credible, in the minds of the fans, credible champions? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Um, I think they could probably go a second match um, and win it there. I just think... I just the... don't want the villains to beat New Day. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think New Day will, will win. But New Day are so good, they don't need titles anymore. They, I know, but still. They don't need them. It's nice to have them on, have it on them, though. I know, but like the New Day can have a feud with, I don't know, Enzo and Big Cass when Enzo comes back. And then the Vaud mm. Villains can have a feud with someone else. So you've got two good tag team yeah. feuds. Whereas the Vaud Villains without the titles, do they matter as much? Not really. That's what I'm trying to say. You pass those titles Not off to, to someone that needs them, you know? And to be... The team that beats the New Day after only being in the company for a month. Can you imagine that for that for the board villains? I just, so I much. just still think long term that they're not going to last. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. But I think they see something in them and they're going with them. And I honestly think uh, this I'm is not against them going yeah. with the board villains, you know. I'm, I, if they can make it work, good for them. I mm. just personally, I just... And there's nothing against these guys. I like them both. I think they're great, great talents. Yeah, I know where you come before. Just their, their character and, and just their gimmick they're going with. It's kind of just... I don't know, man. I just can't see it working long term. I know what you're trying to say, but I don't want to... I'm just looking at them right now. Because, mm. like, I think it's unfair to, like, predict that they're going to fail before they've even failed. Mm. Because they're putting on good stuff. Well, they didn't I even have a chance stuff, to... You know? Didn't even have a chance to prove themselves that pay-per-view. So... Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm expecting good things. So. I'm not saying I don't enjoy them, I'm just saying yeah. that, yeah. Um, we've mentioned it before, but submission match announced for the women's title at mm. Extreme Rules. Um, we were talking about this a little bit off air, and you were saying that Natty's got to win. win. She's got to win, otherwise she looks like a fucking chump. Look, you know, she's lost every single match she's had against Charlotte. I look, Charlotte looked really good, but I just think Natty is still one of the best in-ring technician they've got in mm. the women's division. Um, and for her not to be rewarded for her hard work, I think it would be unjustly. Yeah. Um, that's a the thing. Only thing I, I, the only thing, I just can't... Who's going to feud with Natty afterwards? Do they push Sasha Banks back into that heel feud? 
Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll no, roll one and have a... Um, that's a good point. That They could do another Charlotte rematch. Emma it? versus Natty. Is Emma up at, at, at level yet? You know? See, that's why... Like, the way they've done it... All right, submissions match. Ric Flair's banned. Like, she's already lost three or four, two or three times to Charlotte, depending if you count the NXT match. Um... You'd think Natty has to win. At the same time, long term, I don't think that's a good decision mm. for that title. Yeah. Natty does deserve to be champion. I just don't think it's her time yet. If um, it's not a time now, then it's never going to be her that's time. That's not necessarily true. No, I just, she was a member. They've she was, got she no was in a, Yeah, but she was, like, prominent, she she was in a prominent role a couple of years ago. And then for like two or three years, she wasn't even around. Mm. You know? So I think if she doesn't win here, she's going to be pushed off TV and not to be seen again for another couple of years. I don't think that's true. They, they, they've got this whole women's revolution, um, women's championship and stuff like that. I think they can hold off until they have someone like uh, uh, Sasha turn heel or something like that. Or they get more heels mm. coming up. Um, I don't know. Uh, or they could just have Natty win and go up against the Sashas and Beckys and stuff like that. Or multi-diva matches, divas, multi-women matches, um, keep Charlotte in there and stuff like that. I don't know. If I were to do it, I don't want yeah. Natty to win the title. Um, I want Charlotte to retain and then get get back into a feud with, um, not even about Fantasy League. It's about, I think Sasha needs story. that title. Get back into a feud with Sasha, have her win at SummerSlam or something like that. And I, I, I thought they should have done that mania. They should have done that. I think that's where mania. they're going. Yeah. And I think Enzo and Cass are on the road to win the titles at SummerSlam as well. Mm. In Brooklyn. So. Okay, that'll be great. But yeah, anything else on Raw before we move on? Rusev wins the Battle Royal for the US title. Yeah, he's uh, number one contender for Kalisto's US title. I like that. I, I do too. I like Rusev as the US champion. I just have a feeling that he's going to lose it back again to John Cena when he returns, and then that whole. Oh, you assume he's going to beat um, Kalisto? Yeah. I th- I don't think so. Uh, I think Kalisto retains. You think Kalisto is going to be running over all these big guys to build credibility? I think I think that his his mo like Ray, the giant killer type thing. He's got so much heart. He's beat all these big guys, and I'm not saying Rusev won't win of him eventually. Speaking of his heart, did you see that yes. interview? Yes, he did. It only eats his heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he not keep the accent? He's, he did. He didn't. It's not as strong, but it's still, it's, it's still he, there. He dropped it. Like it's his natural accent mm. that he speaks with. We're on on TV. He comes out and talks like this. I would clash you. Yeah, and then he, he, he puts it on. Obviously. Yeah. Well, it's his natural accent is better. I think if you're doing podcasts, that voice is fine. If you're doing something on WWE.com that is used in conjunction with your on-screen feud, yeah. it's breaking kayfabe, man. I, I think it's like about it. time he can drop like it. I think it's about time he can drop it, though. Like, Kirby Kingston dropped his Jamaican accent like, after slowly. a while. <laughs> you got to do it slowly. He's just abruptly done it. Kofi Kingston abruptly dropped his that Jamaican accent. Just because he did that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> <laughs> they did this um, thing wrong, so everything else wrong is okay now. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you see, like, um, they're talking about Lana being a total divas and Michael Cole's like, yeah, is it weird having cameras follow you around all the time? And he's like, no, I have cameras oh, yeah. in my house filming a lot of things, you know what I mean, Michael Cole? <laughs> and then he winks. <laughs> he winks at him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, lots of cool. things. It's cool to see his actual real personality. He's, he's a funny guy, man. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll give you Lana's Snapchat. She does some funny things every now and then. Mm. Just seeing Rusev there, just like sitting back. He was having like that at the beach, and he was having like a, a shower under the thing. He just pulls his pants out, <laughs> and the water's coming down. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Rusev's a funny guy, man. He really is a funny character. You can kind of see why Lana's chosen him. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. The uh, man. <laughs> do we? Um, that crushes her. Yes. Um, do we want to talk about Reigns and AJ Extreme Rules for the title and what happens? I there? don't know how I feel about the Bullet Club in their role at this point. Mm. Kind of trying to make Roman look strong. I don't think they're being uh, buried like you are. They're not saying they're not being buried, but they're not. They're making it not look like you know two lethal guys. Mm. They kind of look, they like, they look like chumps a little bit. I don't think they look like chumps, but I do think they need to have more matches with tag teams and just beat them. And then they can get beat up by Reigns. Mm. They need to be... Reigns pinned Carl Anderson on SmackDown. Mm. In, the, in the triple threat match. Or of the, course he the, did, though. Of course he threat, did. Reigns. Seems so. that says more about their booking of Reigns than their booking of the Bullet Club, though. The Bullet Club are just falling to Reigns' booking. Yeah, but... They... We're looking at a very short sample of the Bullet Club. I think long term they're going to be fine. They're going to. It's just because they're at the moment they're in this thing with, the, with Reigns and they want Reigns to be them. So. I think once the Bullet Club turns AJ, then then that's when they'll really. You think that's now everything that I said was going to happen at um, Payback? I think it's going to happen at Extreme, Extreme Rules. They pushed it back a bit, yeah. Because Rob was right. He's like, what else are they going to do? Got three weeks to build up. Extreme yeah. rules. They can't start new feuds, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. But uh, is it all about Raw? What else happened on Raw? That's uh, a few other things, but um, it was all sort of within what happened at Payback. So, like mm. Owens and Zayn and Miz Cesaro, they're trying to. They're definitely building up to some they're sort of icy Baron title Corbin thing. Um, yeah, Ambrose and uh, Jericho, Charlotte and Natty. Yeah, I think I just see. Extreme Rules being the second chapter of all these same yeah. feuds, and that's fine. Um, I think it's going to be a really good pay-per-view, mm. and I just hope they choose the stipulations wisely. Yeah, agreed. To make them make sense for each match. Um, yeah, real quick, just a bit of NXT stuff. Um, NXT TNA, as some people have been calling it. <laughs> uh, Eric Young made his... Uh, ooh, the internet went crazy because Eric Young showed up at NXT taping um, the other week, and it finally aired this week. Um Aired a couple of days later, I should say, uh, and he comes out and interrupts Samoa Joe. You know, and then they end up having a match later on in the night. Pretty good match. Samoa Joe wins with the Kikina clutch, chokes yep. him out. Uh, wondering where that's going. I think Eric Young is signed to a contract. Okay, cool. Well, he wouldn't be on. Oh, I was about to say. Everyone's really, just, everyone's really just waiting for Bobby Roode. You know, he's the big one out of the two that, yeah. that were available. Um, but, you know, Eric Young, he, he was fine, man. I really enjoyed watching him. He was, you know, all right on the mic. Yeah, no, I haven't seen NXT, so I can't really comment. But, like, um, and I'm sure they won't do this, but I just hope they don't turn it into NXT, you know? Mm. Like, I, th- I hope it's cool to see it, and you have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, Joe can be used to push guys that mm-hmm. are in NXT. But the thing is, right now, all the guys that I would have had... Like, a couple of months ago, if you told me Joe would be NXT mm. champion, I'd be like, all right, he's going to feud with Corbin. He's going to feud with Apollo Crews, yeah. you know, to help them get up. But they're already on the main roster. Yeah. So, like you were saying, they're probably 
um, especially with Cruz, pulled them up too soon, and they could have had NXT title runs. You yeah, know? but they... um, I still think mm. it'll, they've got a lot of stuff to do with Atami and Nakamura yeah. and whatever young guys they bring up within the next few months. So I think well, it is going. Do you to think be... the addition of these TNA rejects? Um, I'm gonna rejects. Oh, they left. Rejects, I know. I'm just saying. These TNA guys, former TNA guys. Do you think it hinders? the chances of the younger talent yeah. being brought into developmental to, to rise yeah. to prominence? I, I do. That's what I was trying to say before. Like, I hope that they don't spend too much time um, on the TNA guys. Because, yes, it's cool, but at the same time, what does it achieve? You're you meant know? to be like a, a developmental brand. Yeah. So it, needs, it still needs to be like, developmental. You know, Ty Dillinger and... Hideo Itami's in his mid-30s, so... But guys that you can see being in prominent roles on the main roster. Mm. Now, not all of them are going to be world champion, but if they're in that conversation, they're yeah. they're worth it. Now, Todd Dillinger, I like the guy, but is he really going to be a big player in WTV? Like, I don't know, man. There's a reason why he's been there for so long. You can always you always know that he'll be a perfect 10 no matter what. So, <laughs> I think... Um, Out of a thousand! <laughs> <laughs> I loved that, that match against um, Nakamura. And they're like, he's 11! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. Um... But I don't, know, I don't think I don't see like Austin Aries or Bobby Roode if he does come or Austin Aries I can see going up. Yeah. Yep. I, I can't. So. I I see him stay in NXT along with uh, Eric Young and Bobby Roode if he comes over. One beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's my alarm. Is it? Yeah. Is it when you're supposed to wake up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. One beer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to go back and tell toll up how many beers we owe each other and see how many beers are actually being bought. <laughs> yeah, none. We have, we don't go out as much as we used to. Oh man, I can't remember the last time I bought a beer. <laughs> no, can't afford it. Fuck it. Out anyway. Rather save up for just Europe and then instead of going to a, a pub at night and spending all your money and uh, just another thing real quick on SmackDown: Darren Young and Bob Backlund are teaming up in like a manager protege kind of role. Darren Young wanted Bob Backlund to be his life coach. Uh, look, Darren Young is taking this whole inspirational route type thing. You know, he wants to be a better person. He wants to be be my life coach. And then Backlund's like, the one thing you gotta remember about life, it's all about wrestling. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, the only thing that matters is life is wrestling. Yeah, the only thing that matters in life is wrestling. And because um, he's like, oh yes, okay, I'll be your wrestling coach. <laughs> no, I want you to be my life coach. It's <laughs> like, okay. So, uh, I haven't seen it. I can't comment on it. It sounds hilarious. But, it, it wasn't done as a backstage segment. It was done as like a, oh, a vignette type thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I don't know. It's just Darren Young. Like, primetime players, I think, was good for him. Um, but, like, what's he going to do? Unless you put yeah, him I in don't see US title. Yeah. You could put him in the US title picture. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm. You know, he could, he could do, do well. Yeah, he could do. I have to wait and see. Like mm. I said, I haven't watched much wrestling this week. I've just yeah. been working at all odd times and um, hasn't left much time for watching wrestling, unfortunately. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, we'll start to wind down the podcast. Let's get into that time. It's a long podcast this week. Yeah, it's time for the WTW Fantasy League. Mm. Uh, Fantasy League. Um, Lots happened since our last um, podcast. Definitely. You left, we left us on... Um, after the Raw before main uh, payback. Yes. And I was in you the lead yeah. by a good 
you smashed me because you got 40 points on Raw and I got none. Mm. And then I came back, I had 40 points on SmackDown and you had 20. But so I think we went into the pay-per-view, I was 15 points 15 down. 15 points down, now, yeah. At the pay-per-view, I cleaned up, I got 130 points to your 65. Mm. So I became champion, the first ever WCW Fantasy yes, League champion of the world. Yes. <laughs> um, so that happened, but a sudden the next night, we well, we squared up. 40 points apiece at Raw, raw after. and then uh, you put out to a massive lead. Well, uh, I, ca- got, I come back. I yeah, came back to within 10 lead. points. Yeah, so you got 50 points on SmackDown to my 10. Um, and so you're on 445 points, and I'm on 455 points. So I'm I, back had in a, it. I had about a 50, 60 point lead mm. after payback. 60 and point lead. Was it? Yeah. And that, Oh yeah, you've come back. No, it's 50 points. No, 60. Because you've just gotten 40 points on me and you're only 10 points down. So okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so it's going to be really interesting going into Extreme Rules, mm-hmm. seeing where, depending on the um, what matches they announce, if they do, like a I'm Corbin, being optimistic. I'm going to take it. Well, <laughs> the other thing we've got to announce is we've come to a decision that we needed to add a, a fourth slot in each roster for tag team yes so we came to a, a coin flip sam won the coin flip and picked the bullet club and i picked the board villains so that's gonna be really interesting and mm-hmm. i would have picked the bullet club too but like there was a bit of conflict because like you were saying you want to be the champion extreme rules but like board villains are going to get more points than the bullet club mm. you'd think especially if they you know they're you at get, least going to be in the title they get it in title pictures so yeah, they get yeah, an automatic, automatic five, five points, points yeah so. And they could win it, which is, what, 30, 35. 35 points if they do a soup. If it's a stipulation, it's yeah. uh, 40 points all up. No, but, 35 points, sorry. Um, you have the New Day, so... I've got the New Day, and mm. hopefully they 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 retain. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, no one had Cameron on their roster. It would have been dreaming to have her on your roster. Mm. So That's the other thing, because you've got, like, girls like um, Natalia being title picture but like mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and Emma um, doing their thing on Smackdown and Raw getting some points there mm-hmm. um, the Usos being so uh, used so much mm-hmm. uh, Reigns and Styles doing what they're doing uh, Sami Zayn getting whenever he gets wins you know and like you were saying he could possibly win at Extreme yeah. Wars but at the same I, I just see I see Cesaro winning man I really do. I think that's a perfect way to keep the Miz feud going mm. because he's going to want a rematch. Yeah. But then again, nothing's been resolved between Owens and no, Zayn. So they can fight again, you know. I you're, think it's it's between Cesaro and Miz. You're probably right, man. That's where you'll clean up on points if that does happen. Um, I'm not even saying this for point stuff. I'm just I just think that will be interesting. You know, if Sami Zayn becomes IC champion, mm. then it's I don't know. He's got to get a rematch out of the way with Miz. You mentioned, uh, um, League of Nations split up. Yes. So now that uh, hopefully they can do something with Del Rio and Sheamus, and once Orton and Rollins comes back, then I think it'll be my year. Well, I don't know. <laughs> then Cena comes back, man, and White will come back. Um, Neville will come back, and he'll pick up points in the mid card. Like I don't know, it's so even our, our rosters because I think I've got more mid card guys, and the mid card seems where all the points were taken. Like mm-hmm. you've got. The entire main event, and you still lost. So mm. it, I think it's all all about the. But because you look at the last couple of names on mine, uh, Braun Strowman, Big Show, Tyler Breeze, Bo Dallas, Kane—they're doing fuck all. You chose poorly. But look at my fucking 
Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Sheamus, and Del Rio. That first group, yeah, first half of the list is great. The second yeah. half, not so much. So um, I have sort of gone a little bit even kill with the mentality. Is it's not about how good your good guys are. It's about how many people that can score points mm. for you, which is really what it's about at the moment. You know, it's the guys like Tyler Breeze got me ten points on on, yeah, on, on Raw. So moments, guys like, like Owens and Cesaro and Jericho and Ziggler and Miz, they they're scoring a lot of mm. points, especially you know also with Enzo and Big Cass and um, uh, I have got uh, got Callisto with the um, US title and stuff like that. So I don't know it's going to be. I think it's really it's a really close competition. So it's keen to see where it goes. Um, that brings us to your favorite segment of the week. The WWE. <laughs> the Do you want to introduce it for me, please? The WWE Universe is stupid. Sometimes. i got about two or three here that I think uh, are funny. A bit of context for the first one. I think someone posted about how... Impromptu Wrestling Quiz! Aww. Uh-huh. Right before my segment. I forgot all about that. Um, Alright. At WrestleMania 4, Macho Man won the WWE Championship in a tournament. Who did he Who did he not beat in a tournament? Is there multiple choice? Oh, okay, I'll give it to you. Um, Butch Reed. Uh, a. Butch Reed. B. Greg Valentine. C. One Man Gang. Or D. Rick Rude. Who did he not beat at WrestleMania 4? can't remember WrestleMania 4. Um... I go one man gang. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. He mm. might have been WCW at the time. Damn. Okay. Uh, Question two. Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12 in a 60 minute Iron Man match. At the end of the 60 minutes, what was the score? A. 0 0. Uh, B. 1 0. C. Uh, 2 1. Or D, 2 2. At the end of the 60 minutes? Yeah. 0 0. Yes, pretty sure. Yeah, because they went to extra time. Mm-hmm. I know that one! <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, Bret Hart captured his first WWE title against who? Yokozuna. A. Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> B. Hulk Hogan. C. I think it was C. Randy Savage. Or D. Ric Flair. Well, the first thing that came to head, my head was Rokozuna. So you going with that? I have to. Uh, it's David Flair. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, that comes to... That's the end to uh, Impromptu Wrestling Quiz this week. I uh, Just because they, they overplayed that fucking Yokozuna clip so many times. Mm. You had a segment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you next week, you son of a bitch. I forgot all about it. I give you comedy questions, man. <laughs> you give me fucking real questions. I should know. I should have known all those. But I'm not very good with memory. My memory's shit. Mm. All right, this one here was someone about someone saying that uh, AJ Styles will defeat Roman Reigns at Payback. Um, this guy replies, Styles will defeat Reigns? How? These these fat Americans tend to think with their anus. They hate Roman because <laughs> he refuses to become a celebrity and a t- and a talkative. He disappointed them. Wait, wait, wait. He refuses to become a talkative. He refuses to become a talkative. Okay. He, he, he disappointed them, so they hate him for it. AJ Styles doesn't have what it takes to bring down the guy. Hashtag believe that. Who uh, was the name of the guy that posted that? Gabriel. Okay. So that was, that was funny. 
Um, this guy name is Ayush, and he does not like the the um, the product at the moment. And I quote: <laughs> "Not a single WWE episode, not seen a single WWE episode since WrestleMania." But he's gonna comment on on them anyway. <laughs> yeah, you guys effed up. A good chance to make awesome storylines with good potential after WrestleMania 32. Seriously. He wrote seriously. I wasn't saying seriously. These chimpanzees and Roman? Champ vs. Champ? Ms. Reigns? Really? Really? Bring some guys like Randy, Cena, or hell, even stupid. Even a stupid like Seth can help make WWE better right now. Where did Dean and Brock go? To the sideline? Backstage? Come on, WWE so-called board of directors. <laughs> it's, first of all, this guy's a mark. You think the board of directors actually, like... Exist or do things. There's a board of directors, but it's not. Yeah, but the product. But they didn't. Yeah, exactly. There's not a board of directors that says no, no, no. We should have Ambrose versus Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that. Um, Overseas business. B, <laughs> I haven't watched anything, but I disagree with what you're doing. <laughs> C, bring back all these guys on a fucking engine. <laughs> a stupid like Seth. No, a stupid like Seth. Uh, he spells good. G U D. Very good. What's God. his name? Ayush. Of course it was. And lucky last, um, someone listed off five reasons why they love Roman Reigns. Uh, and her name is Madonna. So it's titled Roman Reigns. Plot point number one. Talented. Number two. Beautiful person from inside. Number three. Best wrestler. Number four. Amazing perform. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> deserves love. From everyone. Hashtag Roman. The best forever. Amazing perform. <laughs> Amazing perform. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. You yeah, have fun, don't you? Uh, just look at Roman Reigns' Facebook page and you'll have a, a fun time. <laughs> you have a ball, man, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be like racist or anything, but it's just funny. It's funny, yeah. Like, I, I don't mean any of this, like, if this comes across, like, yeah, insulting yeah. or, or mm. racist or anything, like, you don't it's, understand what we're doing here. Then you have no idea what we're doing. It's just, like, it's funny to take the piss out of things. As much as it is a joke, and it's definitely a joke, but, like, it also shows, like, we talk th- about things from a very smart wrestling fan point of view. Quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah, they're called smart. I don't think I'm a smart wrestling fan. I just... We, that, you know, we, we overanalyze things, mm. you know, because we've watched it for so long, we know the behind the scene nature of things. Read the internet, blah blah blah. You understand, majority of WWE's mm. audience is like that, yep. it comes from that point of view. People that are going to be posting on their official Facebook page are people that don't understand that it's well, even if they understand it's a work, they understand the implications of mm. things. So it's sometimes it's. As much as we take the piss out of it, it's also nice to see the other point of view. Yeah. The reason That's really the reason WWE do things, ways that we don't like yeah. them. We kind of say, why are they doing this? Or for uh, Ayush. Yeah. <laughs> <Give him out>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because Roman Reigns is very amazing perform. <laughs> He's an amazing perform. Anyways, right. Andy, do you want to wrap up the podcast? Yeah, this is the end of the podcast now. Unfortunately for me, I've got to get to work. i got a small night shift to do tonight. you got work tonight as well, don't you, Vince? Yeah, I start at 10pm. Oh, lovely. On a Saturday night. Mm. Get busy. that bloody um, penalty rates. It's, all it's good. good though, man. But it's only got busy four tonight. hours on Sunday, which is the Hopefully the weather keeps people away. 
Uh, nah, man. I got soaked last packed. night yeah. doing a fucking truck check um, down south. Mm. I had to walk around in the rain with a clipboard of paper mm. and look at all these like refrigerator trucks yeah. and write down the temperature of them and yeah. you know, mark if they were plugged in or not. And I got absolutely soaked and the clipboard was just wet. Jeez. And some of these trucks were open, so I'm like trying to climb into these trucks to get a bit of cover to write down and stuff. And I got soaked like three times. Every time I got, got out of the car, it would rain, and every time I got back into the car, it would stop. Oh, someone was fucking yeah. with me last night. But on that note, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on uh, SoundCloud. Yes. This is your fucking job, you do it. No, it's your turn this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, like us on Facebook, uh, go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating. Um, send us an email at wtwrestlingpodcast.gmail.com. Wrestling Fuck you, Vince. Um, and send us any questions or comments you would like us to answer. Um, and send Vince an email at his personal uh, Gmail account, which is vinceisadicator.gmail.com, and abuse him for being champion, because he's not a rightful champion. Um, <laughs> that one for motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say for you guys to go and do? Listen to me and do everything I tell you, otherwise we won't do any more podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're the outro man. Do I have to do this every week? You, you seem to be good at it. I'm obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Uh, like Sam said, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook. And um, let us know what you think uh, What you think about what we're saying. Are you very angry at my Dean Ambrose um, negative comments about Dean Ambrose? Let, let us know. Thanks again for listening. I know it's a long episode this week. But looking forward to seeing you again next week. Yes, yeah, see, you do that. And all I say is... Ciao. <laughs> See ya. No, I said ciao. See ya. Ciao.